Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Oka nichiwa da un pudu. Ho, ho. That was a pretty good job. Silly Jedi. You must unlearn. What you have planned. Yeah, Han Solo. Don't get cocky. It's a Star Wars kind of night. We're doomed. I don't think so. Fighting with a lightsaber is real. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. (laughs) The NFL memes that exist for Aaron Rodgers emerging from his darkness retreat, they are priceless. I just retweeted one from our show account, After Hours CBS. When I saw it on Thursday afternoon, I nearly spit out my coffee. that I saw a fan had posted it on our Facebook page and I looked at it and nearly spit out my coffee. (laughs) First thing in the morning, which is my afternoon, I don't have full control of bodily functions then. So as I'm sipping my coffee, I nearly lost said coffee all over my computer screen. Thankfully that did not happen, but you have got to check it out uh, on our show Twitter after hours CBS. It's the raccoon, just just trust me, the raccoon is worth your time. And even as we start this final hour of the work week with a little Star Wars, I can't help but think, now that's the Star Wars theme, and actually I'm going to a John Williams tribute concert on Saturday night, so that is Perfect. Thank you, Carlos. But it's not the Imperial March, which is the dark side, which fits so perfectly. Some of you are sending your song suggestions for Aaron Rodgers in the darkness or as he emerges from the darkness. I kind of feel like he would need his sunglasses at night uh, because after you've been in the darkness, well, that light can be fairly powerful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. what It's un. Believable that there are reports about the place where he's done his darkness retreat. According to the owner, it was somewhere in Southern Oregon. I'm not going to name the place. You can go do your homework if you want to. But according to the owner, Scott, who no doubt is getting a lot of free publicity, Aaron departed safely, left the property on Wednesday. So that was the end of his darkness retreat. I do not know if we will get video from inside said darkness retreat. 
<laughs> that was what he shared with Pat McAfee on the last appearance that he made on the show, which would have been last week, that he knew there was going to be a video camera and that he would make sure there was some footage available for Pat's listeners uh, to his show. So we're, we're going next level with this. And by we, I mean the media. This has become over-the-top ridiculous. And so much like the Brett Favre situation. I can't get over how uncanny they're, they, whether this is his last year in Green Bay or it's not, the end of their tenures with the Packers, so similar. So remember, Rodgers sat for three years behind Brett Favre. Brett waffled back and forth for the last couple of years of his career about whether or not he would continue to play or retire. Remember, there were reporters staked out in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. They were right outside his property line. That was their job was to hang out there until we got a decision from Brett Favre and to report on his every waking move if they could see him. It was it was a little gross. And that goes back now, what, 18 years, nearly 20 years? He's busy doing other stuff now. But I remember I went on a cruise to Alaska with two aunts and an uncle, and we had very limited TV. It was like closed-circuit TV on our ship. And in our... In our uh, cabin, my aunt and I shared a cabin, we only had a few channels. But one of them, if I remember correctly, was this loop of sports coverage. So it came from a, a couple of different networks. I think it was ESPN, ABC, but it came from a couple of different networks. And the only story, the entire 10 days that I was gone, but we were on the ship for seven, seven or eight, the entire time was whether or not Brett Favre would retire. Every single day. That was the realization I finally had that... It was okay for me to take a vacation because the sports world, it was still going to be there when I got back. It was going to be the same story when I got back. And so I, I remember it distinctly because every single day was the speculation. Every single day we saw, uh, saw shots of reporters camped out near his property. And this is eerily similar. Three years into Jordan Love. Are the Packers ready to move on? Well, it depends upon who you believe. There are reports, yes. There are reports, no. And you've got them coming from both sides now. Doesn't appear as though many people think Rodgers is done. I, I wouldn't leave that kind of money on the table. I certainly wouldn't leave if I felt like I had something to prove, which you can imagine he does after the way that they missed the playoffs last year on their own field and lost to the Lions twice in one season. See, now that's a note I wouldn't go out on. Anyway... It's just, as I say, eerily similar because here we've got this, will he or won't he be back with the Packers? Will he or won't he retire? Will he or won't he return to Green Bay? If he doesn't, well, he could end up with the Jets. I mean, come on. <laughs> Someone's got to be laughing about this, right? <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So no news is good news. And yes, some of you are sending memes. Some of you are sending your song suggestions for Aaron Rodgers. Mine was sunglasses at night. What was yours, Carlos? We were talking about this on Thursday afternoon. I had the uh, Simon and Garfunkel uh, sound of silence because it starts off, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Where is it? I need to hear it. Oh, I played, also, I played I, it in the last break. On the last rejoin, played it in. Like with the words or yes, just the music? I had the lyrics. Oh, somehow I missed it. I'm sorry about that. I was running around doing my CBS Sports Minute. So I feel like Simon, Simon and Garfunkel is older than me. So isn't it older than you? Oh, it's 1,000% older than it's me. It's just a classic song, you know? Well, I got introduced to that song 
well, I knew the song, but old school, the movie with Will Ferrell really got me hooked into that song <laughs> because uh, what is it? The older gentleman passed away uh, from uh, from wrestling. So they played that song in a funeral or something like that. I, that's what I vaguely Gotcha. Here's the thing about that song. It gets in your head and you can't get it out. So I resisted the urge after you mentioned it on the phone to start singing it. Because the I really don't know any other line except for that one. That's it. That's all that's, I know. That's, that's the whole song right that's there. That's the you whole line? Okay. Six seconds. That's it. So I was trying to go with sunglasses at night. We've had a bunch of other people who've suggested songs. So, yes, if you've got any music playlist ads uh, for our Aaron Rodgers Spotify rotation, well, I suppose you can find us on Twitter or on Facebook. And many of you are still answering the question of who would you rather have, considering age, ability, personality, drama, or lack thereof, uh, considering the money that would have to be invested. If your team needs a QB, like the Jets, like the Panthers, like the Colts, right? Do the, yeah, the Colts need a quarterback. Uh, do the Niners need a veteran? I don't think so. I think they're okay, even if Brock Purdy isn't available right away. The, an interesting question, though, is the Cardinals, because it's likely that Kyler Murray won't be ready to start the season. And even though you have Colt McCoy, who also had a procedure recently, a minor one, don't you want someone else there just in case? I feel like you need someone else just in case. And then what about the Raiders? We still don't know about the Raiders. They have one quarterback that nobody's ever heard of on under contract right now, but they also need a quarterback. Um, and so there's a bunch of teams out there. Right now, if your team is QB starved, would you rather have Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers, all things being equal? So we still are taking your reaction. Uh, coming up this hour, Eric Bieniemy speaks about the challenge of leaving Kansas City and trying something new, starting over, so to speak, in Washington. Uh, and also, why not Washington? That was a phrase that he used a bunch as he was introduced on Thursday. Ron Rivera, really high on EB, as are many of his players, but Bienemy also addressed his, well, sort of, uh, I guess, indirectly addressed his harshest critics. So we'll get to that before the show is done. The NBA resumed last night, and wouldn't you know, the front runner for a third consecutive MVP award is up to his old tricks. Now Nikola Jokic at the point. Jokic has it inside the arc. In the corner, Murray. Head fake on the three. Jump pass to Joker. And a three. Got it again. Four-point lead for Denver, 109-105. to 105. Four minutes to go. Donovan Mitchell right to the rack. Bank shot. No good. Tip won't go. Rebound Mobley. Had it lost. It loose ball down to Porter. Denver's pushing the pace. Porter to the rack. Leans in. Layup. Got it. 22 for Mike. Nuggets back in the lead by four, 111 to 107. This bad boy is going to come right down to the wire, isn't it? Gets it off to Nikola Jokic at the elbow against Jared Allen. Here comes a double team. He throws behind him to Casey. Wide open three-pointer. Got it again! 25 for Michael Porter Jr. And the Nuggets push the lead up to a nickel. Michael Porter ends up with 25, so a huge contribution there. Jason Kosmicki on Nuggets Radio and Jokic once again, 24 points, 18 rebounds, 13 assists. Now, he did have seven turnovers, and the team started slowly. They were giving up way too many points in the paint on the road in Cleveland. Believe it or not, this is 
the road victory that puts them over 500 away from home. They're not a great road team. Uh, now, they're better than the Warriors, but they're they're really just clinging to 500 away from home. And so a big deal for them to start away from home with the win post-All-Star break. And once again, Jokic can fill up the stat sheet. He's the MVP. You know what I mean? When, when the MVP goes out and puts up a triple-double, that means he's impacting the game at a high level across the board. And uh, I, I think the most important stat, and, and he's going to set the record this year for most assists per game by a center in NBA history. He's, he's going to, like, blow it out of the water because he's going to average 10-plus assists per game. But his playmaking ability, like, to, to generate the shots and the quality of shots that he does every night is just remarkable. There's a lot of guys that can score. Uh, there's a lot of guys that can rebound. Um, but the, the playmaking and the ability to make everyone around him better is what makes him truly a historically great basketball player. That's Michael Malone, who did not have the same assessment of this game as he did the All-Star game. Remember when he said it was really tough to sit through and it had to be the worst basketball game ever played? We didn't hear that, at least. And the Nuggets escaped Cleveland with a win. Uh, here's the thing. I looked it up because I wasn't sure. I knew Larry Bird had won three consecutive MVP awards going back to the 80s because he's one of my all-time favorite athletes. I didn't realize there are only three in NBA history who've ever won three straight regular season MVP awards. But Wilt... Bill Russell and Bird are going to have to move over and make some room in their exclusive club because Jokic is the front runner right now. Uh, if you missed my conversation with Colin Ward Henniger, he joined us from the Bay Area live to start the second hour of the show. So once the games were in the books, he covers the NBA for CBS Sports. We talked about some other potential MVP candidates who could unseat Jokic, though right now they're pretty far back. Now, one of the names he mentioned was Jason Tatum. Tatum coming out of the all-star break with a shiny trophy as the all-star game MVP. He has 31 points, dozen rebounds, seven assists in last night's victory for the Celtics. So both top seeds or both one seeds at this point uh, were in action last night. Thing about Tatum is that he doesn't think he played all that well, even though the Celtics scored 142 points on the road. They needed overtime, but 142 points on the road, and their starting lineup was actually all together. It was either I left all my shooting in Utah, or still drunk from vacation. Oh That's dear. how I played the night. <laughs> um, but man, I. Good stat line, but, you know, really not a really good game. But, you know, just for one, glad we won. And just try to find ways to make plays on both ends, it, you know, just so we could win and everybody feel better about themselves. <laughs> glad we could win so everybody can feel better about themselves. But uh, my stat line doesn't really indicate how much I had to drink Gatorade. That's what he said, too. He's like, got a little bunch of Gatorade. So Jason Tatum has 31. Jalen Brown back on the court and scary in that mask. Uh, Colin reminded me that Joel Embiid also wore that black mask. It, I think it looks like a bandit, almost like the Lone Ranger. For those of you who ever saw the Lone Ranger if you were a kid. Um, but... He was thinking superhero, so something to do with Marvel. So, yeah, Jalen Brown is returning, uh, had 30, but has to get used to this mask over his face. It's going to take some getting used to, you know, a little bit of breathing, a little bit of, uh, you know, being able to see the floor. I missed a lot of layups today. 
Um, it's going to take a little bit of getting used to, but uh, let's just keep having fun and keep winning games. Being healthy is the key, so being on the floor with all our guys as we get ready for the playoffs is going to be important. So um, we just got to keep it up and stay healthy as much as possible and have fun. That's Jalen on NBC Sports Boston following the game. <laughs> Missed a few layups. I, I need to breathe. He said I need to breathe a little. Yes, please continue to breathe a little. Uh, Marcus Smart out there as well. Al Horford, Rob Williams. So that's your starting five for the Celtics. If they're healthy, they're a lot better. But 142 points on the road in OT. That's a lot of points. Do you know, though, they weren't alone in scoring 142 points? Believe it or not, that was exactly what the... Mavericks put up. So both Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie came on late in the fourth quarter. Chuck Cooperstein uh, on Mavs Radio indicated that he's the highest scorer in the fourth quarter right now in the NBA. So he tends to show up and surge uh, down the stretch. But it wasn't just those two. This is a dream come true for the Mavericks because what they really want is to have a more balanced attack. Now, I know they were playing the Spurs. They were home, whatever. But they had eight different guys score in double figures, which is a big deal, right? Justin Holiday coming off the bench with 15 points, uh, made five of his six three attempts, and Jason Kidd was raving about him and about the offense. As I, I talked about, he could start here. Um, and just to look at that, to see how he does in the starting role. He's a pro. He's been in the league. He's won a championship. So, yeah, he's won. He's He's happy to be here, and he's going to do. He's going to do whatever it takes to help his team win. And so um, tonight was a pretty good um, display of being able to catch and shoot open shots. And then defensively, I thought he did a really good job too. So um, good start. Um, we'll go back to work tomorrow, and then uh, get ready for the Lakers. But again, um, anytime you can score 142 points, yeah. and Luca doesn't have to play in the fourth, that's pretty good. Really, just to go out there and just play. Just to be me. And, you know, when anybody tells you just to be you, that's an easy job to, to do. Um, again, he understands the game, so he knows things aren't going to be perfect. Um, he understands I play the game hard, so he's like, just go out there and play hard. Uh, you know, I'm a vet. I've played long enough. I know how to do any and everything that he's not worried about the little mistakes that might happen here and there. He knows I'm going to uh, get them. And again, the team around, <laughs> the, the guys help me. You know, they, they talk to me, they're, they're in the help side. They, it just makes it easy for me just to fit right in. So he just says, go and, you know, just be you. And that's about it. The career arc for Justin Holiday is, I mean, it's amazing. I have to look it up because I can't keep all these teams straight. He's in his ninth year in the league. But he's the kind of guy who's spent multiple seasons in different places, right? So here's the rundown for Holiday. The Sixers. The Warriors the Hawks, the Bulls, the Knicks. Five years in the league, those were his five teams that he played for. Whoa. Back to the Bulls, where he stuck for two seasons. Then the Grizzlies. Then the Pacers. Then the Kings last season. And now with, well, the the Hawks earlier this year. And then signed with the Mavs. Whoa. I'm going to have to count the numbers, but it feels like he's played for half the teams in the NBA, which it, it speaks to his staying power. But also, as Jason Kidd points out, this is a guy, and, and as he says too, this is a guy who can do pretty much anything you ask of him. He's going to fill a hole. He's going to fill a role. I just love the fact that he's still chugging. 
33 years old. I don't care where I go. I'll play for every team in the freaking association. Just give me an opportunity. Just give me a chance. Love that story. He's a guy that I could root for, to be sure. So lots of great ball movement, lots of guys involved. If the Mavericks can do this on a regular basis, well, then they will be uh, a threat to get back to the Western Conference. Let's see. We'll do a little more NBA, but then also going to get back to Eric Bieniemy as well as uh, I promised this last night, and we ran out of time at the top of the hour, but the guy who's calling Russell Wilson the sack of potatoes, I'm sorry, it's totally worth laughing cackling about as you head into your weekend so happy friday to you it's after hours with amy lawrence on cbs sports radio call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game you have 47 new voicemails Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. <laughs> Pulse to trigger. Into Bancaro. Here goes Paolo. Gets to the free throw line. Left-handed runner up. And a put. Putback is good. A putback is good. Officials are looking around. It's Wendell Carter Jr. Ball game. Book it. You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Maybe you've heard me say it before. Offensive rebounds are sexy and that's exactly what the magic used to get a buzzer beating win at home against the Pistons Jake Chapman there on magic radio so yes Paolo Bencaro misses a shot with uh, not even a second to go and it's a tip in by Wendell Carter a miss layup at the buzzer redeemed by Wendell Carter so pretty sweet 
uh, as the Magic are able to stun the Pistons. This was actually uh, right after there was a big three that was made, I think five seconds to go, and uh, Jaden Ivey had a huge three. I think they're heading into overtime, but not so fast. So, yes, you've got Wendell Carter on how that play went down. I feel like when you tip in a shot at the buzzer, you need to get uh, your, your name and your voice on national radio. Jesse told me as he went to the basket, that's the follow him up just in case he missed it. The ball came right to me and I just tipped it in. Um, um, a lot of fans got a lot of credit to Detroit. You know, they're a young team and they're fighting. Uh, they got a lot of a lot of dogs on their team and we knew it was going to be a dog fight tonight and I think we came out prepared. Uh, win, lose, or draw, I think we uh, made some great adjustments down the stretch and uh, luckily we came away with the W. Yeah, see, good stuff. Fired up on adrenaline. It's Wendell Carter on Bally Sports. And he mentions dogs a couple of times. The reason that this triggers something in my spaghetti plate brain, this is how my brain works. It's a plate of spaghetti. I don't compartmentalize. Everything's just in a big jumble. So when you pull a couple strands of spaghetti off the plate with your fork, then here comes some more spaghetti. And it just, it essentially means that one thought leads to another thought leads to another thought and I take the scenic route and sometimes I forget where I started but I always find my way back it's just it's dog so I can go on a tangent do you guys remember when coach K retired and he was doing the ceremony and John Shire who's replaced him or sorry not replaced him but took over the program brought him a puppy on stage as his retirement gift Do you guys remember that video? It was all over social. I watched it so many times because the face of Coach K. Well, first of all, his wife, Mickey, was all excited because I think it was a brown lab, if I remember correctly, Uh, and just adorable, this little chocolate ball of of brown fur. Uh, and And so they brought it to him on stage. There was nothing he could do. He couldn't turn down the puppy. And so that was the retirement gift. I'm even watching the video now because it's amazing, right? So heard this and wanted to share it with you. Uh, Coach K did a quick uh, an appearance on GMA. So good morning, America. Oh, my gosh. I'm watching it now. What? That puppy? I could. Oh, my gosh. I could hug it and squeeze it. Anyway, he's now a year into retirement, and he was asked on Good Morning America whether or not he misses it. A little bit lonely, you know. Uh, it's nice to have the cheerleaders cheer for you. No. Uh, no, I'm uh, traveling all over speaking, and I- I'm good. I'm good. And I have a dog. I have a dog. He just celebrated his first birthday. His name's Coach. Oh, my gosh. It reminded me of that incredible video that went viral. There's millions of views where the puppies brought to him on stage. Um, his face, Mickey's face, she's covering her, her face with her hands, and the dog is licking Coach K's face. So, yeah, on GMA, he says, I'm a little bit lonely at times, but no, I'm good. I've got coach with me, and he just celebrated his first birthday. So when Wendell Carter mentioned dogs, that's where my brain went uh, because I'd been thinking about that tonight. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, let's see. Other NBA storylines. Actually, this is not as much an NBA storyline, but something I definitely wanted to mention. If you listen to the show, especially during the spring, for any length of time, Over the past, what, 10 years, you've heard me make all kinds of jokes at the expense of James Harden, especially his tenure in the playoffs and the the three points futility in the playoffs. But also, I don't love the way he's handled his business the last couple of years, and I've been 
pretty frank about that, that he was a total punk forcing his way out of Houston. Uh, and then whatever happened after that with the Nets and then the Sixers and blah, blah, blah. So I don't make any secret about the facts that I'm not a huge fan of, of the way he handles his basketball business. However, because I do that, I want to make sure that I give him so much credit. And I tell you that I admire him so much for what he did to reach out to a Michigan State student who was severely injured in that shooting last week. Now, we've talked about it. We've heard from Tom Izzo, his leadership, his compassion, as the Spartans try to get back to basketball, even in the wake of three funerals and five others who were seriously injured. One of the students, 20 years old, his name is John Howe, and when he woke up in the hospital, he found out that he was paralyzed from, I believe it's the chest down. Howe is a huge fan of Harden's. And when Harden found out, he FaceTimed with this 20-year-old. He sent sneakers as a gift. He sent other gifts to him and his family. The video, and I've retweeted it a couple of times, Malika Andrews, who's the NBA reporter and anchor for ESPN, she does a great job. She did the story yesterday as a package, and so I retweeted that so you can see it. But the video footage of John in his hospital bed and James on FaceTime, it brought me to tears. He's encouraging. He's kind. He's supportive. He even tells this young student, you got to smile. I love it when you smile. I mean, it was a really, it was a really compassionate exchange and it showed me a different side of James Harden that I need to appreciate. A wonderful gesture. Wonderful. He didn't have to do this. These guys never do. But the fact that he was there when this young man needed him and didn't do it for any type of accolades or attention, his encouragement, it was special. And the young man was crying, of course, in his hospital bed for a variety of reasons, I'm sure. So really emotional exchange between the two. I'd encourage you to watch. Bravo, James Harden. I hope that young man knows that he has an advocate now. And actually, James said to him, keep my number. Anytime you need me, I'll be there for you. Pretty amazing. As athletes, a lot of times we forget Maybe we get lost in the money. We get lost in the wins and losses and the stats. We call them bums when we think they don't play well. We, sometimes we call them worse names than that. And by we, I do not mean me. But we get so over the top as fans. Lost in a lot of it because it's not always public is how much good pro athletes do and how very often they're using their platform as well as the money that they have, that they have access to, to not only invest in their communities, but to make a difference in personal exchanges like this one. And I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of James Harden like John Howe is, but I would say that this was amazing. And I hope that you'll go check out the video just so you can see uh, the exchange between he and, and John.
It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence coming up. Eric Bieniemy, a new role, a new challenge, and a lot of excitement in Washington. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. As you know, our search for our offensive coordinator uh, process has ended. Uh, we've got our guy. Uh, it's a very long process for the most part, and that was uh, on purpose. We wanted to be very thorough. wanted to get the opportunity to, get to, to meet a lot of these guys, and that's what we worked on. Uh, we had a lot of qualified uh, candidates, a lot of, um, a lot of good candidates, guys that we really got to talk with and spend some time. We tried to do that the right way. But we took our time on purpose because we wanted to make sure we had an opportunity to visit with uh, with all the candidates, and Eric Bieniemy just happened to be very busy at the time. So uh, we really truly feel we found the right guy. Uh, we found a guy that we believe can step up and you know be the guy that we're, we're looking for. Um, he's going to be our offensive coordinator, our assistant head coach, uh, and we're going to go from there as far as those are concerned. Because I know you guys have a lot of questions, so I want to go ahead and introduce to you guys Eric Bieniemy. Here's Amy Lawrence. And Eric Bieniemy and Ron Rivera. The Washington Commanders holding their introductory press conference on Thursday. And Bieniemy, who, as Rivera indicates, was the last guy they talked to. They waited for him until four days after the Super Bowl and after the Chiefs' victory parade because they wanted to make sure they included him. And not only is he going to be the offensive coordinator in charge of all things offense, including play calling, but he's also uh, an assistant head coach. They go way back, he and Ron Rivera. Uh, they've known each other since 1999 uh, when BNME was a player in the league. And speaking of players, there were a bunch of them in the front couple rows, including quarterback Sam Howell and Scary Terry, their top wide receiver, a couple of their running backs, including Brian Robinson uh, and tight end Logan Thomas. And he, Eric Bieniemy, whenever he was talking about the offense, he gestured to them. He thanked them for being there and all smiles, really excited about what he deems is a new opportunity. And when he was asked why Washington, he responded in kind. Why not Washington? Look at all the talent. Look at the players that they have. Okay? Look at the guys that they, they, they have on defense. So I'm excited about this opportunity. I've known Coach Ron now since 1999. So relationships mean something. I have never, ever backed down from a challenge. So I'm embracing this challenge. I'm fired up. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited when it's time to start talking ball with these guys, to start getting to work. But when it's all said and done with why not Washington? It's interesting because when he first started that, and that was very uh, near the beginning of the press conference because we listened to it, a good chunk of it, he kept saying they, the players that they have, what they have. Pretty soon he's going to have to figure out how to say we because he's been with the Chiefs for the last 10 years. Now, he's had more than half the league interview him over the past few years. He's been bypassed for head coaching gigs in half the league. So I applaud Ron Rivera for giving Eric this opportunity, for trusting him. Relationships also important to Ron. And he's known for, see, it's, it's weird to say going out on a limb because that's not what it is, but he's known for breaking with convention, right? He hires more minorities. He hires women on his staff. 
he is unconventional. He doesn't follow the same pattern that many other coaches do. Now, he himself is a minority, and so he certainly understands. But he's always big on opportunities, and he's big on trusting the people that he brings on board. When it comes to offense, there is no – well, I guess there is some some downward spiral that they could get into. But for the most part, it's been a mess. Going back to 2016, not one time since that season, and that was still Kirk Cousins in Washington, they've not finished in the top half of the NFL in either points or passing yards since 2016. And listen to the number of quarterbacks. This is like the number of teams that Justin Holiday has played for in the NBA. Ready? Cousins played in 16 and 17 every game. And that was before he departed for Washington. But then Alex Smith, Josh Johnson, Colt McCoy, Mark Sanchez, Case Keenum, the Dwayne Haskins experiment, back to Alex Smith, back to Haskins, Kyle Allen, who followed Ron Rivera from Carolina, Taylor Heineke, Ryan Fitzpatrick, that didn't work out, Garrett Gilbert, Carson Wentz, more Taylor Heineke, and Sam Howell, who started exactly one game for the Commanders, and yet... He's the one that Rivera indicates will will be their starting QB, at least in the offseason, so that they have someone at the top of the chart. The enemy was asked about Sam Howell. So this is post-press conference, I believe, when he's speaking to a group of reporters. Had an opportunity to evaluate him coming out, and uh, I thought the kid, uh, he's a heck of a player, heck of a competitor. Still going through the evaluation, evaluation process. When it's all said and done with, you know, Sam has some stuff to him, but like I said, you always want to create competition, okay? One thing I did, I have to admit this. I watched that last game that he played. Against the Cowboys? Yeah, I saw that flex. It got me fired up. (laughs) (laughs) Now, before I let you hear what he has to say about the time with the Chiefs, because I think that's significant, he's got a very vocal critic. LaShawn McCoy takes absolutely every opportunity to rip EB, his leadership, his contributions in Kansas City, any angle he can possibly take to needle and criticize Eric Bieniemy, he does. Most recently, and we'll have to get the credit for this, Carlos, but most recently this week, once again, piling on Eric Bieniemy for why he's not a head coach. What's his value? What makes him a good officer coordinator? See, the problem is a lot of these people that go on social media, oh, he should be the guy for the job. They haven't played there. They're not in the locker room. I've been in the rooms where he's coaching, and he has nothing to do with the pass game at all, right? When the plays are are designed, that's Andy Reid. When you talk about officer coordinators, I can tell you what makes Brian Dayball with the Giants a very, very good coordinator. I can tell you with Andy Reid or Doug Peterson. But when I ask about um, Eric Bieniemy, what makes him good? When we watch the film of practices and we correct the, the, the wide receivers, the running backs, the, the quarterbacks, he doesn't talk in there. Andy Reid talks in there. Mm. He may say things to the running back because he's an ex-running back coach. I get that. But he has no real responsibility. Now you go from the Chiefs, where you can hide behind Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Then you, then you go to the, the Washington, where you got to call plays. You got to run the meetings. Well, LaShawn McCoy is a future Hall of Fame runner, okay? Everybody's entitled to their own position, to their own uh, <laughs> comments and how they feel. When it's all said and done with, I think that's all I have to say because he's entitled to his own opinion. That's life. Okay, you got good, you have bad, you know. It does not impact me in any way. Because one thing that you learn when you're in this position, you have to learn to eliminate distractions, all right? My job is to focus on the now. 
Everything outside these walls has no impact on Eric Bieniemy moving forward. So that was what he had to say in response to LaShawn McCoy, who you hear on FS1. But that's just the latest. Shady, as he was labeled when he was in the NFL, certainly has spent his time ripping Eric Bieniemy up one side and down another. Now, if you also follow the reaction, Andy Reid has come out and said there's a reason why McCoy talks about Eric that way. He's got an axe to grind. Uh, we know that McCoy was was dumped by the Chiefs, and so he potentially has some personal grudges there. But it, there are other players who come out and respond to him too. So Jamal Charles, former Chiefs running back himself. Four years, I learned so many things for EB. I still keep in contact with him, a great husband and father. He deserves to be a head coach. Tyron Matthew, Tyreek Hill, pointing out that McCoy is mad. <laughs> so you get both sides of it. But, but McCoy has certainly taken every opportunity to rip Eric Bieniemy, his most vocal critic, the enemy chooses to take the high road. And you're going to hear a lot of that from him. Um, you do hear a lot of that from him. You hear a lot of guys praise him in the locker room. Patrick Mahomes has had great things to say about him. Andy Reid has taken every chance he can to highlight Eric's contributions. But it is significant that Eric had to set out on his own and had to leave the Chiefs to be able to forge a different path to potentially get that first head coaching job. In 10 years, we've had a great deal of success, all right? For the, for the past five years I've been the office coordinator, we've had a great deal of success. It's been 10 years. I was blessed and fortunate to have that opportunity and share that space with some amazing people, okay? But one thing in this profession you learn, comfort is the enemy of progress, okay? So when it's all said and done with, I don't like being comfortable. So I'm about accepting challenges and moving forward. So this presents a challenge to me, all right? Also, it presents a challenge to come and work with such a great head coach and a head man. But on top of that, I'm willing to embrace this journey. We're going to have some good days. We're going to have some bad days. But you know what? They ain't going to change our behavior. They ain't going to change our focus. And that's not going to change our determination. So we're going to focus on the prize, but we're going to focus on the prize. One step, one play, and one day at a time. Oh, Boomer Esiason would be so proud. That's often his mantra as well. <laughs> it's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, so good stuff from Eric Bieniemy. Says he's not thinking about head coach. He would not fall into that trap or take that bait. That he's really excited about his new role with the Commanders. And again, I applaud Ron Rivera because he's the guy who breaks with convention a lot. Uh, speaking of breaking with convention, this is a little bit odd, though not the first time in the Broncos' tenure, but Sean Payton is bringing back a former head coach who got fired not that long ago. Gosh, Vance Joseph was 17, 18, I believe. He got fired by the Broncos, and now he's back as the D.C. He's a great defensive coach, but now he's back as the defensive coordinator under Sean Payton. And then Sean Payton goes the complete opposite direction for his offensive coordinator and brings in Davis Webb who's in his late 20s, played for the Giants last year as the backup to Daniel Jones. I didn't even realize he was officially retired, but I suppose that is the case. 
So Sean Payton is, he's making noise there uh, and he's doing different things. He actually interviewed Rex Ryan for that same defensive coordinator job uh, and, and ultimately went with Vance Joseph, who at least is familiar to some of the guys who are there, but not a lot of the same guys. For instance, Vaughn Miller, he's, he's not there anymore. A uh, couple of things we wanted to do before the top. I promised you last night that, well, I guess it was yesterday morning. Sorry, I get my hours all mixed up. That you would hear from one player who just finished his first season with Seattle who has, well, he's got an interesting way of describing the physique of Russell Wilson. This is Tariq Woolen. Now, again, he's with Seattle. Russ is no longer there. Seeing him in person, it was pretty funny because – like on TV and stuff, you see him like like from college and stuff. You like okay, he looking shape on TV, but you see him in person, it's like weird. He like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> he have a lick and he a good player, what? but like literally when I seen yeah. him, I'm like, dang, I ain't nothing. He was built like the yeah. end. He was short. You know, I'm, I'm tall anyway, but I was like, damn, he that. What's short. he like? A sack of potatoes? That's on the two up, two down podcast. I don't know who the host is, but Tariq Woolen. Did he he not think about that before he said it? Do you think that was going to go viral or get out there? <laughs> Russell Wilson's built like a sack of potatoes? Uh, something tells me that's not a compliment. Damn, he says. I didn't know he was built like that. Carlos is, like, rolling right now. Uh, Dan on our Facebook page says, This gun's for hire, even if we're just dancing in the dark. Bruce Springsteen, his song for Aaron Rodgers as he emerges from the darkness. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if it makes a decision this weekend. Talk to you Sunday night. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.